This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Okay, final recap. What did we learn from this experience? Choreographing hashtag woke pop. <laughs> um, couple things on my end. Mm. One really helps if you like the song. Right. <laughs> if you have to hear it over and over again, um, it really helps if you actually really like the song. Yeah. Um, I was... It. I felt like we started off really good when we came up with a couple combinations mm-hmm. um, and we were just about ready to like drop them in. Um, and even the beginning, early stages of dropping them in to figure out where they might fit mm-hmm. into the um, the actual song and the sequence of the dance. And then I learned it's really hard to rush something. Yeah, to like just stop caring and turn off your brain. Yeah. Um, uh. I started finding myself really wanting it to flow well mm-hmm. and like really um wanting it to turn out nice and actually like go with the music and the whole point was to try and crank out a dance as quickly as possible so I had to kept I kept having to remind myself you're not looking for a masterpiece right now you're just trying to crank something out that was the goal here um even if you don't like the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, another hugely, hugely important thing that I learned, um, regardless of uh, how invested you are in the dance and song versus how much you're just trying to crank one out, it's really important to have nourishment. Yes. Food would have been a whole lot more helpful mm-hmm. early on. I probably could have taken more opportunities to sit uh, as opposed to, like, thinking on my feet. Like, when you're doing this for several hours, you should sit any chance you get. Yeah. Because your feet will feel it by the time it gets to do your demo. Yeah. Yep. Um, I really did like how some of it um, turned out, like, with the whiteboards. Mm-hmm. How we, like use the whiteboards to kind of be like okay this is where we're aiming these are some of the dances this is some of the sequence we've come up with um versus like some of the things we wanted to include i liked how the one had all the tallies on it and the breakdown of the chorus and the verses and you know like where we'd have a tag and like kind of one was like our scratch paper almost and then we had like the final version where we're like no we really really like that mm-hmm. we're going to put it there um, I really liked how that worked out it might be something I incorporate when I actually go to legitimately choreograph my next dance um, just because I felt like it was an, a really good visual um, creative process. Mm-hmm. Having the two different colors, I thought even was helpful. Yeah. For like different purposes. Mm-hmm. I I certainly liked that. Um, there was a couple times like it. It took me a minute or two to really get going because it's a different process than what I'm used to. Because I'm normally used to listening to the song first. Um, so to just come up with eight counts to come up with eight counts 
was interesting. Yeah, the eight counts that we had preset, they seemed like such a good idea before we started plugging them in. And even when they did fit rhythmically, rhythmically on beat, uh, I found that those were the spots that I want to substitute out later. Because as much as I liked my you know, heel jack and touch and touch and heel and whatever for itself, independent of any dance, once we started listening to the song over and over and I started getting more into that groove of like what would go with a song like this, I thought, oh man, my little sequence here is too country. Like This is not what the song wants to do. And even the sweeps felt prettier than that song was trying to be. Right. So they were great places to start, but if we weren't really rushing this thing out, they are something I would have replaced with something more suitable for what the song was trying to actually say. Yeah. And that that was a challenge too, because like, mm-hmm. again, we weren't connected to the song mm-hmm. in a way that I felt we could really tell a story. Mm-hmm. Like b- both of us almost even were like, after we l- really listened to the lyrics, we were kind of like, eek. Mm-hmm. Not sure this is uh really what I want to be like representing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I had to remind myself, well, we're trying to just use a a big hit artist, you know, that she's she's got this song is going to be played quite a bit, whether it takes off or not is a whole different story, but it's gonna be you know, played at least for a little while. Mm-hmm. Somewhere on the radio, if not on the yeah. circuit. Um and it was the whole experience too. Mm-hmm. Um I did enjoy melding our two different processes together Hmm. Um, the way you go about certain things is is certainly different than the way I do Mm -hmm. but at the same time like there was some really good overlap here and there Mm -hmm. and again like your way starting with um, just moving and feeling it and then with what everybody has told us like the song, you know, be passionate about the song. And what uh, Andrea Mulbauer says in her podcast, Dance Like Everyone's Watching, start with the story. Like, what are what meaning are you trying to communicate? Uh, what's the point of what you're doing, what you're creating? Think about the audience. Like, think about what you're giving to them. Don't think about what you want to do. And we just did the opposite of all of that. Yeah. Like, it was movement just for movement's sake, like to start out the eight counts and everything like that. And, um, and that's why we have that disclaimer. Like this is a way to do it, but this is not a necessarily good way to do it. If you want a dance that you are proud of at the end of it. Yeah. Um, I do know that like, again, this one was one that we had to fight ourselves more than I think, either one of us initially was prepared for Mm. um, because we started really caring about how the dance was going to flow and how it was going to look and like you know something to be like yeah yeah we did this and it was like oh wait (laughs) that wasn't necessarily the point of this project Mm. Um, so we probably invested a whole lot more time than um, 
normal just rushing of a dance would. Mm-hmm. However, um, at the same time, I liked that we took that little break mm. to kind of like reset ourselves after we'd gotten like the first 16 counts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important to like separate yourself from that kind of project regardless if it's something you're truly invested in or not, Mm -hmm. uh, just to give you that break, that breather, to then come back and see it in a whole new light, possibly. Mm -hmm. One thing I I noticed that we did with the sweep section is once we had that, we clung to it and tried to build other things around it. So we had all this trouble with the beginning and we postponed doing anything with it for the longest time because we knew we wanted what everything that first it was like first six count, like uh, everything from count six and then beyond. And then we shifted it down to count seven and beyond. And then that changed some things because we had a really nice finish for that sequence um, ending with a walk, walk. And then we moved it a beat later and now we only had one walk and that like messed up all our plans we had like this mambo drag thing that didn't end up going in because that only worked when you had a walk walk and the momentum to go into a mambo and it's kind of I don't know if ironic is the word but like we held on that was like our anchor point was the entire sweep section because of that one lyric where she says sweeping under the mat and yet, I would still replace that probably, depending on like how much we authentically felt the song and found like other more appropriate things. Like I would replace all that early stuff and then, I don't know, put other things there. But we held on to it for as long as we did. Like probably the majority of the time we were trying to well, figure that, out how to make yeah, that, that was work. The, that was the first movement I had because it was one of my uh, first segments because I had had three different chunks of eight counts that actually could flow together and Mm -hmm. I remember just playing with them and seeing where they would hit Mm -hmm. and it just so happened that that one hit like right there Mm -hmm. and it was just like because at the time we were like okay we're trying just to take these counts and plunk them in Mm -hmm. and hopefully come up with something interesting but you know still not ideal mm-hmm. um, and that's when we like just were like yes let's do this that was the first ones that went in um, and then we just played with that timing a little bit um, it's interesting with another person mm. um, because you do have a very definitive style to you and I have very very much my own and to like try and meld those together Mm -hmm. was an interesting process for me Mm -hmm. because like there would be certain things that you're like I really really like this I was like my body doesn't do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know I'd have to really really work to do that Mm -hmm. Um, and so like I'd had to take things into a little bit more consideration in the sense that this is a collaboration Mm -hmm. that i maybe necessarily wouldn't have put in there originally just because one, I might not have just come up with that sequence or two, you know, I don't see dance the same way you do. Mm. And so like having that other set of eyes was an interesting experience for me because of the fact that like 
there's so much that it brought that sometimes it was like, yes, thank God, there's another site there. There's somebody else who could figure out what to do because I had nothing there. And then other times it was like, no, 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 no. I don't know what that is, but no, (laughs) you know? And so to like let go of that, this is mine Mm -hmm. feeling and put it into this is ours. Mm -hmm. There was sometimes those moments where I was like, okay, let go, let go. Mm -hmm. And then like, there'd be other things where like you'd bring one or two things that I originally wouldn't have seen, but then I tweak them by just like that one little step or whatever and then you'd build like four more steps onto it Mm. um so it was interesting to see how like sometimes we built off of each other Mm. and how other times we were separately um and then came together it was a new experience for sure for me Mm. not sure how it was for you but yeah, there is definitely um, a large set of things that you take for granted as being normal for yourself when you live in your own body. And there are definitely things that, without peer review, I probably would have just kept thinking, oh, well, yeah, this is fine. Um, and especially with a rush sort of a thing, if it's fine the first couple times you do it, you you assume it'll be fine every time you do. But there's a saying that I like, it's not the mountain that wears you down, it's the pebble in your shoe. And when there would be those little things that you think, mm, I don't know, it's okay, we'll leave it in for now. And then you've done it 16 times, you're like, I can't take it anymore. Like, we need to change this to something else. <laughs> I, it it was it was just a little minor inconvenience, you know, the first time I had to modify this to make this happen. But now I see that this cannot continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that little over-rotation or that little bit of, it's too slow. Like, I'm forcing myself to have to slow down just right. to do this movement. Uh, it, it's one of those things where you can do it, but if given the option, you shouldn't. Like, you should yeah. find something else to put there. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing this on a large scale for a lot of people um, and the likelihood that like some percentage of them is not going to match it as well, like the more people you have doing that dance, the larger the number of people is who think that that will not work for them. Also, the greater number of times they have to do it, so the more likely they are to discover that little pebble because they're going to be doing it for the fifth, sixth or eighth time. Yeah. Um, this process made me grateful that we went through it mm. for multiple reasons. But the primary one is um, because I've, I just have that first draft on the dance I'm currently working on. It made me kind of like reevaluate some of what I have going on mm. in my dance that originally like I was like, yeah, yeah, I really like that. Now I'm kind of like, do I though? Mm. Do I really like that? Or was that just so happened to fit mm. there as opposed to hit mm-hmm. there? So, like, I mean, I knew I was going to change the first draft for sure, but now I'm like rethinking some of the possibilities. So, 
it was a certainly a growing experience mm-hmm. I don't want to ever rush anything I know that much mm-hmm. um, I like my process of really being invested in something um, so I don't know if maybe practice will just help in general song selection very, being very picky about song selection will help also uh, I would not want to get stuck with this as one of those dances that is like brought out in you know, years to come as right. one of those late night oh good <laughs> we get to do this right vintage vintage us <laughs> like that would be depressing yeah. And that would be one of those times when, I don't know, I don't know maybe if other choreographers have set out of their own dances for similar reasons, but sometimes a song, you know, they'll put the song on and the choreographer won't come out and do it. And they'll just be, oh, I don't remember it. Maybe they really don't like it. Maybe they didn't <laughs> want to make it in the first place. Maybe. Yeah. That, that's certainly an option after this experience. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because there is certain, like, I look at it and, like, yeah, I watched the videos of it and I'm like, it's not a bad dance. It's just not a really good one. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, I've danced worse dances. True. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know. Maybe if it if it was a different song, I might like it more. And the weird thing is that, like, there are other songs that are around this tempo that we like because they just feel like good dances I guess yeah and if we were to do like let's say uh, like there's a difference between doing something like take me to the river or whatever four times in a row and deciding that you want to sit it out just because you know you want to do other things you want to listen to other music but there's nothing wrong with the dance itself it's not like doing that dance over and over and over is going to hurt your right quadricep or something right the the dance itself is sound it's just your taste that is maybe overstimulated but with a dance that is structurally um, compromised in some way by an over or under rotation that you didn't uh, play test for so to speak uh, as they do in video games uh, then when you do it that fourth time you are going to start noticing like this is not good for me <laughs> I'm yeah. not enjoying this. Even if I really like this song, like this this is making it less likely that I'll enjoy the next few dances I do after this mm-hmm. because it's it's wearing me down sooner. Yeah. And that needs to be tested for a lot, I think, uh, as as we continue with actual choreography. Well, and that that is certainly something I noticed um, in choreographing or beginning choreographing my dance was like I had a lot of things on like the right side so like for some reason you know that was just where I went and so like after dancing it and trying to you know figure it out for three and a half four hours after that point like that one side was really really hurting Mm -hmm. so in even with rushing this one I was like acutely aware of which way I was turning and where I was putting strain 
because of that fact that I had already learned that you can wear out, you know, and you can hurt yourself and you can put more strain on one side of your body than the other by simply putting a sequence of movements together. Um, And so even though we were rushing this one, I wanted to be at least somewhat like, you know, I learned from my mistake kind of thing. So I know that there was a couple times where I was like, "Mm, that's going to pull a little bit. But again, this is a rush dance. So I know that I wouldn't I wouldn't make that choice if it was something I really was invested in. Mm -hmm. Um, But for now, this is that's the point of this process Mm -hmm. was to see what kind of errors and hurdles you would face if you did rush a dance as opposed to really taking your time. Another thing I noticed, uh, because this particular dance had the restarts where it did, is I will want to be careful not to have sequences end exactly the same way, like with the cross, the right over left cross. Uh, Right. Because then you're asking yourself that question, like, is this the The cross that starts it with the heel grind or is this the cross that uh, just has the look left and right? Because when we were doing our multiple takes of the demo, there would be those times when I wanted to go into the heel grind and then I realized I had to, oh, stop. We're going to turn this into the look, look part. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'd cover it in time, sometimes I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> and if you even have to have that confusion, uh, I mean, somebody else who's learning it for, for the first time, because technically we sort of were, uh, they are going to have that same confusion. If you can eliminate that somehow mm-hmm. by getting, like, for, for this, we had to have it work on the right foot and with the right momentum uh, such that by the end of count 16, it could go into count one again. Yeah. But if there's another way to do that that doesn't look identical to count 32 mm-hmm. going into one, then you won't wonder which one are we at right now. Is it 16 or is it 32 right now? Well, and then, of course, we made the tag what it was. So we just really, yeah, <laughs> we that really was, messed with ourselves. That's a rush job there. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Yeah. That's like a mad fold-in where you have, like, the grind from the beginning and then the step back. But then we also have the step and then the cross from the end of... 32 and 16, maybe? I don't yeah, even recall. Yeah, it was, it was like, a mess. Just to make it even worse for ourselves. <laughs> Which is probably one of the reasons why, for some reason, I couldn't get the tag to save my life. Which is because I was like, wait, which part am I doing now? Am I not? Oh, no, I'm not starting the dance over. I need to be facing the other wall at this point. Oops. Um... I think it's important to like really evaluate what's going on during the tags Mm -hmm. and it's okay to give yourself a really easy, easy tag where you just stand and you put your arms in the air or you make a little hard. Confident. Confident does four counts of hold, 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 hold. And then later on, hold, 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 shake two, three, four, like that's all that is. And to be fair though, like the music does go completely silent and it's a faster tempo dance. Um, With this, four counts held is long. (laughs) It feels long. Yeah. But, you know, it's one of those things where 
you know, if it was something that we were actually invested in, that would be something I would be intrigued and see on what kind of four count hand movements I could come up with. So this way I'm still moving, but I'm also giving myself that break and I don't have to think about my feet with how, you know, everything was working with this particular experiment. I definitely would have liked to have had more time to work on expressive hand movements. There's some where they just kind of give them to you, like uh, clap, clap, clap. You have the parts where you clap, yeah. clap, clap. And then strong, tough, like you can do the arms, like the, yeah. the biceps. Um, and then there are like the clever ones, like uh, Shane McKeever's Stump Your Feet, where uh, they have the bit about like as loud as you can and then your arms go up. So it kind of expresses loudness. But then they also have something in that same spot later about your hands being up. So like, yeah. why would you do anything but have at least one of your hands up? With this, it was tricky because there was that one part at the beginning in the first two counts where in that same slot, you somehow have to represent uh, tone deaf because... Crazy. Uh, yeah, crazy is the first thing that they say. Um, and then deaf. turn it up uh, during the chorus. Yeah. So you have up, crazy, and tone deaf that's some kind of movement with your hands around your head but to like get all of those in two counts right. and have it make sense uh, and and have it still be simple enough to learn like that was something I was tinkering with but I just didn't have time to like come up with something good yeah yeah well and I think again that that shows a lot about when you're invested in a song like you spend the time and you work on it and you know some of times it comes to you really really fast and other times you really have to tinker with it but because you're invested you give yourself that opportunity Mm -hmm. oh gosh and the triplets at the end i really wanted to have something with chained to uh, ba 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 So it would be like one, two, three, and a four, five yeah. and a six. And that's so unconventional in line dance. It would have been really exciting to dig into that and see how do we make this work? What do I have to do with my arms or legs so that we hit those spots without feeling too rushed right. or too tripping over myself? But again, since this was a rush job, we didn't actually do that. Exactly. It ends up just being like behind and cross, side and together, side and together, and. Doesn't quite hit exactly the way the music says. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, again, it it worked in the sense of, like, the project that we were doing. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, we did get a dance out of it. Yeah. It's not necessarily, again, the worst dance I've ever danced, but certainly not a good one yeah. by any means. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm not a fan of the uninvested song. Yeah. Like, I used to think it was really, really hard to choreograph to one that I really, really cared about because I want it to be really, really good. But it's so much harder to choreograph to something I don't care for. <laughs> that feeling that I got at Big Bang when Louie put on the beginning of Mahala, just those few, the, how happy those first few notes made me, I would have liked to have had that experience hearing this song. Uh but I, there was even one point when we were just looking at it, thinking, okay, so this song comes on. What does your body want to do? You rush out to the dance floor, 
and what is it what what does it want to do in those first few counts that you are looking forward to experiencing as an emotion like the way we do with other dances and the emotions that those draw out and neither of us really wanted to do anything <laughs> except maybe keep sitting <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. and maybe somebody else will have some amazing <coughs> dance that uh, that captures it better than ours attempted to if you could even call it an attempt uh, and then I could see looking forward to doing it but I don't know the likelihood with how many times we listen to this right uh, it's low in my mind yeah. also because it's a minute long so you mean too long exactly a minute too long mm-hmm. yeah. oh yeah in my head that's like what I what I meant like okay yeah just clarifying <laughs> make sure I understand mm-hmm. um yeah no like that tip about you know between three and three and a half minutes it, it's definitely eye-opening mm-hmm. um and then oh, to okay. like look at this one being four minutes mm-hmm. and a lot I mean it it broke down pretty nicely. I mean it was, you know, the thirty-two, thirty-two, sixteen, thirty-two, thirty-two, four, mm-hmm. thirty-two, sixteen, thirty-two, thirty-two, thirty-two. So it's like I mean it was a good chunk of thirty-two. It was nice you know, nicely spaced or whatever, but at the same time, um it did seem to drag. And it would have been worse too if we had kept it at sixteen when we oh, were that just. Oh, that would have been awful. We were not feeling, you know, the whole motivated yeah, at all. Create the rest of this dance part of the project, <laughs> and we were just going to repeat the first sixteen. Hey, and then we wouldn't have had the the confusion over are we at <laughs> count sixteen or at the end of the dance because they'd be the same thing. Right. <laughs> but after doing it a few walls, it's like, are we still doing this? <laughs> right. I I was actually at that point you were still dancing and I'm like yeah no I'm gonna sit over here I'm already bored thank Mm. you Um, so that says another thing too like the difference between like a 16 count dance and a 32 count dance Um, another thing is like the two wall versus the four wall Mm. I mean that like that makes a big difference on like depending on how fast this the song is versus also how many counts you have you know it's like a two wall 16 count dance you're like wait wasn't i just doing this on this wall as opposed to like if it was a four wall you know you kind of space it out a little bit more before you're repeating it on the same wall Mm -hmm. um so it's certainly something to consider when uh, choreographing your 16 count versus 32 Mm -hmm. um I definitely wouldn't want to turn any more than 32, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, that was that was a struggle in itself for this particular endeavor. Oh, and there was that one sequence that I liked, and uh, when it was independent of the dance itself, I thought, oh, this works out well because it uses all this stuff. It was like bump right, bump back, bump left, hold, and then pop, pop, pop the knees in place, hold while doing the all done claps one two three hold like during those pops however actually doing yeah it, it didn't really fit anywhere and that's saying something for this when we were just dropping stuff wherever it would go it didn't really fit appropriately anywhere and 
when you were talking about um, like the pops not feeling good, I was thinking, you know, I don't even really like doing the butt thing. <laughs> I don't. I don't do pom poms um, when it's played. Like that's that's a part that I never feel like I'm hitting really cleanly is that butt part. And even in Gimme Gimme, I feel like I can get closer to it there, but they don't feel like defined motions or defined directions that my butt's going in. And I would right, really, back, I would left, want it to, as yeah. opposed to like. I'm kind of in a circle. Yeah, yeah. And then where's the third one? Pink champagne. I haven't learned it yet, but it's one of the things that makes me think going into it, I won't be able to get this 100% the way that I would like it because it's got that section in it. So it would have been foolish for me to insist that this butt part go somewhere into <laughs> the dance because then I wouldn't have wanted to do that part of the dance. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um... Again, you know, it was an enlightening experience for certain. Um, it was interesting trying to, like, having those pre-selected things that we were trying to hit and how few of them we actually used. Mm. Pretty much the serpentine was about it. And the little country heel jack touch and touch and heel and touch which shouldn't have been in there <laughs> <laughs> well I mean it just it was like looking at all the different things we were trying to incorporate and it was like yeah no <laughs> that doesn't work we could of course cannibalize this for parts oh, later yes. on I, I, I just might just kind of steal from ourselves hey yeah I was reading an article recently on on that how um, like some some artists uh, will take themes that they liked from maybe their like developmental years and then really explore them when they later on are successful in their careers and have like the means to do something serious with them. That makes sense. Yeah. So something that's just like weird and sketched at the beginning later on can turn into, into something legit. Yeah. Well, and there were certain things that, like, as a sequence, I would be interested in exploring further, um, just with a much more appropriate-to-me kind of song. Mm. Um, and it could be, you know, the slower, prettier, or it could be more the country style, just because we had a couple of this and a couple of that. Mm. Um and there was a couple things that, like, naturally I kept wanting to do. Mm. And I had to ask myself, is that because that's in a different dance that I just naturally do now? Or mm. is this, like, because my body actually wants to move that way? Mm -hmm. um, some of them, it was certainly in another dance. And others, um, it was because, like, it was a more natural thing. But then, like, trying to figure out what followed after that mm. was, like... You're getting into legitimate choreography at this point, and we're really trying to rush this. We're trying to to make this as quickly as possible, mm. um, as opposed to flush out some of those scenes mm. a little bit more. Speaking of legitimate choreography, I really wished I had a more extensive dance education during the parts when, uh, toward the end, I was thinking how we never really put those basics in there because right. I don't really know the basics or something like this I don't have that much like salsa or or samba or whatever kind of 
uh, knowledge, like background. So, yeah. if if somebody like Roy or Darren Bailey had done this, that or Roy Hedisaroto or Darren Bailey, like I've seen them do samba steps that are on point, and they probably could have come up with a few different things. And then what did I end up doing is just like, well, um, rock and together, that's kind of Latin. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one was um, the rock and together cross. So that it was like the, the breaking the pattern thing that was bullet pointed. Yeah. Where you like you establish something and then, you know, put a spin on it. But it just felt like the most whitewashed, basic down version of actual world culture. Um, just like the skeleton of something that somewhere in the world is sexy. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's certain, there was certainly some things in there that I was like, gosh, if only I knew what the heck I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> if only I had something to work off of other than just, well, I saw it in this dance once. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I'm really glad we did this project though. Like mm-hmm. as torturous as today was, mm-hmm. it was also a lot of fun. Mm-hmm ridiculous at several points throughout the day solid outtakes (laughs) um and so that was that was really worth it as well as just again learning more about like what i would want to do or how i would want to do something uh as well as just you know fleshing it out a little bit more too getting a little bit deeper um it gave me another perspective, which was nice. Also, it um, sort of encourages you to like think about how frequently the actual choreographers out there have to do this grueling process. Oh, mad props. Yeah. So, like, either one of two things. One, they're incredibly hard workers who are not good at this, but just work at it until they can make it look good. Or... They're naturally skilled at this, which is also very impressive. <laughs> right? Um, seriously. Like, to think of how many dances, you know, just for example, um, how many dances I've really enjoyed of Amy's lately, or mm. the ones that she's been a part of. It's like, geez, girl, do you ever, like, breathe? Or is this just come that natural to you that, like, I just get to be jealous, hmm. you know. Um, there's been several over the last, you know, two months. And so it's like, wait a minute, what just happened? <laughs> and, you know, like, then you look at people like, you know, Scott Blevins and Joe thompson Zemanski and Rachel McEnany-White. And it's like, I mean, I'm sure they've had their not-so-awesome dances, but they have so many amazing dances that's like how do you do that Mm -hmm. how are you able to put out so much quality work and you know like I mean I know we're new at this so like there's a lot more that just doesn't come as second nature because we haven't you know built it into us yet but Mm -hmm. at the same time it's like it increased my respect for these people a whole lot more and at least I can understand, like, because they put so many years into it that, you know, they can avoid certain mistakes that they made earlier on. But what about people like 
Ruben and uh, Ruben Luna and Cody Flowers, where like in their interviews they've talked about how you will choreograph something, put in a competition. Oh, well, uh, there's a first place. That's a first place. I guess that's like was that world championship? Oh, I'll add that to the collection. Like <laughs> right? Like they're just gonna be good at it in their first year. <laughs> no big deal. Right? To think that like they won and they won and they won. Yeah. Oh wait, and then they won some more. Mm-hmm. Like for you know first couple dances, it's like. How did you do that? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, without their 10 years, 15 years of experience the way other folks have now. Even Brenda, to be honest. Like, she she has comparatively not been in the scene as long as some of the more established folks. And yet, like, early on, she was already doing well for herself. Oh, yeah. Like, places like Vegas. Yeah, I certainly have a respect for our pillars of the community. I was about to say, like, we should ask them how they do it, but, I mean, that's... We had the podcast. I already did. (laughs) (laughs) Should re-listen to those episodes. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe maybe it would be interesting to have one of your follow-ups be, so how does your choreography sessions break down? Mm Mm-hmm. Get a little bit more tips and tricks from some of those experienced individuals. If I hear one more time, well, I just feel it. Well, yes, we know you're amazing. <laughs> Beyond that, how do you do it? How can I do it? Uh, because I am less than than you're amazing. See, and and that's that that would be where I could relate a little bit because again, I go off of a lot about feeling the music mm. and what feels right for that moment, mm. but. Um, how do you know that it is right <laughs> is the mm-hmm. question. Yeah, or if you're me, like, how do you know that's going to work for anybody else? Yeah. I love Shine anyway, because I can do, like, the hop and forward, hop and forward, what, da, bop, kick, bop, 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 and kick, and touch it. Like, that's that's my groove. And yeah. I, no one grooves with me. <laughs> I try really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I try really hard. I just don't have the springs you do. I should show it to John Robinson. He'd probably be all over it. <gasps> or Jill. Or Jill. Actually, I, I wonder, if she, Jill, was she one of the judges for that? No. Or she went for, maybe it was one of the other ones. I don't remember seeing Jill as one of the judges. Oh, definitely At least in Vegas, that. anyways. Yeah. Um, but, like, I could see her having fun with that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe it's just, like, about finding your niche. Like, find the, the dance that you want to make that you're happy with and share it with people. Maybe the the people who do like it will pick it up, and you'll have something in common. And those will the people that, those will be the people that go to your events. Mm-hmm. Other people will go to people with different style of dancing's events, but you will have your crowd, and they will be happy that they found you because finally somebody's making dances for them. Yeah. So finding your own voice, I guess, will be another. Uh, one of the outcomes, hopefully, from doing this kind of thing again and again oh, yeah. and again. Well, and, and it's certainly, now that I have, like, the little bit of experience, it's something that I can, over time, tweak the process of to the point where it becomes a much smoother, like, flow mm-hmm. from start to finish. Um as well as, like, you know, a lot of it is practice and a lot of it is trusting yourself and not necessarily just 
um, one, don't play it too safe, but two, don't go too crazy either. Like if you're trying to, if you're trying to make this for the masses, you have to find that happy medium. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know for me, I tend to lean towards a little bit too safe and you tend to, to do the little, little far on the crazy side. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it works for us. But that doesn't mean it's going to work for everybody else out there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, it's a matter of like learning how to spice it up a little bit mm-hmm. and have a little bit more fun and creativity and outside the box thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for you, it, it's going to definitely be the wait. No, okay. Just because I can move this way. And I think about like. Guyton set of dances where there's um, I've heard it described this way for like other forms of art but like if you if you're creating something that isn't uh, like loved by some and hated by some then like is it really art because you can make like a can of soup or something like that right. or like a blank gray wall and it's good and there's nothing wrong with it and a lot of people get a lot of use out of it but is it art like it doesn't provoke anything out of anyone Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just there whereas if you take like some chance like uh, one of the Frank Gehry buildings or something and like have all these weird curves and protrusions and things then some people will be like oh yeah this is what we need you got to shake us out of our normal day-to-day and they'll they'll like sign up for your mailing list and all that other stuff. And people will be it's garish, it is ugly, it's <laughs> it's distasteful, it displeases me, and that is art. That is something that a lot of people would consider to be art because yeah. it, it it makes you feel something. And what we did with this exercise, especially at the very beginning, was like mathematically beat any kind of emotion out of it so that it was just like numbers and counts and directions and it had nothing to do with like the words of the song or the beat or how it made our like blood feel when it was pumping through us. It was just, this could work, so let's plop it in. And nobody would... Nobody would, like, feel anything about it Mm-mm. that we would want to stand behind. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, and that was, like, the hardest part, too, is because, I mean, I know there's been, there were several times when, when I was watching you um, play with ideas, and I was like, wait, 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 you're getting too invested. Come back. Come back. I was like, I know I want to be there, too, but no, come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I accidentally know? felt a feeling. Oh, God. <laughs> You know, I was like, I know, I know, and I know. Come back, come back, come back. Because if we if we dwell on this too much longer, it's going to turn into like a three day process, and that wasn't the goal. Right. <laughs> so, because um, I even did it too. There were several times where I was really like just going with it, and I was like, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, wait, no, 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 that's not what you were aiming for. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean, it was. It was certainly one of those things where I was like, after I was done, I was kind of like, so that's a thing. Mm-hmm. We did a thing. I'm not sure I'm proud of the thing. Yeah, but we, we did a thing. We, if we delete every trace of it in like maybe a week, no one will remember. You know, and it's sad because, you know, normally speaking, I'm... Ah, 
hyper aware of like the mistakes I made. Mm. And these ones, I'm like, no, 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 we got to post those. Mm-hmm. We got to post those because that was just funny, mm-hmm. you know. And it, I think it's because, one, we weren't invested. But, two, it was it was about that process. Mm-hmm. And to see those mistakes um, kind of lighten the mood a little bit and made me feel not so horrible about creating this dance. Because mm-hmm. at least at one point we were having fun and laughing. Mm-hmm. And it occurred to me that the... In one of the outtakes where you said that you went into uh, the other dance, my shot, where you went left, like the swivet in my shot, and then went back into a shuffle, that was the same mistake that I made (laughs) in those first four counts where I was supposed to go to the left and then coaster step, but I'm pretty sure I also shuffled. (laughs) And then we had to restart the entire video both times. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because we couldn't get past four counts. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I'm pretty sure that that's what happened because I remember you were like, wait, I got to remember how this dance goes. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what just happened? We just had it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, like the very next take was my turn. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then there was the, the one where because I added, I accidentally added an extra spin in the tag, we end up in two different directions. And then as we're restarting for the next take... Like, we only have an eight-count intro. I'm thinking, oh, I should go over the... T- no, nope, we're not going to. I'm just going to do it live. <laughs> right? Like, why go over it and fix the thing that I messed up on last time? Maybe it'll work this time. <laughs> right? No practice. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Still good. Still good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever had so much fun filming demos. Mm. For sure. Because yeah. normally it's it's a whole lot more like, no, I want to get this right because someone's actually going to watch this mm-hmm. um, and need to dance it as opposed to this one where it's like, I hope people really just enjoy the heck out of these videos and just laugh at us for some of the things we do and say or how we say it mm-hmm. or like it was just, yeah. Also, for some people, I, I know that this happens to me during the creative process sometimes or even just making any kind of decision where I'm not sure what to do because I don't know what my opinion is on it yet. I I know that I don't like something sometimes, but I don't know what I do want to do in that case. So if somebody is coming into this episode thinking they want to choreograph, but they don't know where to start, they don't know what they should be doing, and then they see some of our examples, like, oh, I don't want to do that. Why would they do that? That's just going to lead to ruin. And oh my God, look at this dance. It did lead to ruin. Like that is, that is informative and educational for them. And it helps them not to go down our dark path. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh gosh. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was so much, it was stressful and fun and a learning experience all in one pretty ugly package. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it, with sore feet and no food. Uh, right. Again, we will learn. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Um, I will definitely plan more accordingly for my next choreography session. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Um, food, rest, caffeine, mm-hmm. hydration. Also, I, I should pack the ankle that isn't rolled and puffy and leave this one at home next time. <laughs> <laughs> just swap them out. It's a good plan. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really, 
I really did like some of the things we did before listening to the song that I would like to maybe incorporate into after listening to my song. Mm. Like the next one I choose, like certain things that like I would want, like movements I would want to include. Um, like, you know, if they say sweep on a move, I'd want to like do some type of sweep or, you know, if they say something about like back, I'd want to figure out some type of movement to move back Mm. or circles, you know, do some type of turn or like a turning box or something to that extent. Mm. Um, and really like listen to those lyrics and find out how to play with those as well as the timing um, and just look at just certain movements that I know I like from other dances mm-hmm. and you know kind of break down as to why mm-hmm. is it that specific movement that I like or do I just like how it hits mm. so yeah when I think about how many movement possibilities there are I think it would also be valuable to review before I try to choreograph things like review what are the movements that are out there because once I get into a mindset of well rock recover behind and cross isn't working maybe like rock recover cross and cross maybe rock together and rock together like I'll start just thinking in only the vocabulary of rocks behinds and crosses Mm -hmm. and I'll totally forget that there are all these other things you can do that have nothing to do with those kinds of movements yeah and they also fit in those those number of counts but you're so pigeonholed that you you don't even think to look in those neighborhoods like uh, like sweeps or Mm -hmm arm movements where you just stand still and do different things with your arms right. or looks you know looks in different directions or slow unwinds yeah and, and none of that has to be rock recover cross and whatever Mm-mm. yeah it, I know um, I liked having the list of other dances that were in that zone mm-hmm. just so that I can kind of see like their flow what their story was what they did, because um, it also helped me to like avoid doing those movements. Mm-hmm. Um, like there was a couple times where I started doing something, I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 hold on, I'm pretty sure this is." Yep, that's from Lemonade. Never mind, mm-hmm. I don't want that. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. I'm, I don't want to copy that. It's cool. Yeah, or my paranoia um, with Shady doing the mambo drag. Instead of doing like a mambo and coaster step, uh, there was a spot that would have worked really well for a mambo drag and step, except it didn't match exactly with the music, and it's so distinctively from Shady. Yeah. There is no other dance that I can think of that, that uses... That particular... Yeah, that exact you know, beat of mambo and, uh, and ball step. Uh, if, on the other hand, if it were the kind of dance or a kind of movement that were in three or four other dances, or maybe three or four would be too many because we had the walk, walk, out, out, and cross that, that we rolled just, out because yeah, it was in too many. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it were in maybe a couple, so there's like plausible deniability, like this could have been from this or this, yeah. then it would still be fresh enough that you could add it to yours, but it's dilute enough that it's not under the ownership of anyone and you don't feel like you're stepping on any any toes. Right. And especially seeing as it was only like two or three counts, 
But it's like there's so many two or three counts out there mm-hmm. that you could use that you don't necessarily have to use the exact same thing as mm-hmm. somebody else's dance. But at the same time, you know, like the serpentine, mm-hmm. it's in how many dances? Mm-hmm. But and it's- that's when distinctiveness also comes in because, like, if you had something like from shaking my head the elbow movement that goes along with the heel up and down right. that's like two counts but you know it came straight from shaking my head exactly yeah so it, it's it's certainly a matter of like looking as to see like what dances uh, you're influenced by versus just taking from mm-hmm. um and you know, it's like there's nothing wrong with any of the movements, especially like I mean, with how popular the, like the walk, walk, out, out, and cross is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it works. It hits in so many different dances. Mm-hmm. It makes sense, but like in this particular case, like no matter where we tried to put it, it was just kind of like, Meh, no, we don't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it might have been easier had we just thrown it in there and not thought about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But at the same time, you know, we were fighting ourselves, too. I was already looking at places where I saw coaster steps and thinking, there must be some other way to deal with our weight and, like, absorbing the impact of this movement besides Mm -hmm. a coaster step. And that was one of the things that frustrated me once I first noticed it in the dance, I Don't Want This Night to End. It was almost like every other move was a coaster step. Right. And I like all the the movements that are in between them, Mm -hmm. but then, like, couldn't they have found some other way to transition you to the next step that you like besides using another coaster step? And I didn't want this to have, like, so many of those uh, that it became noticeable, like with that one. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, I mean, there's just... There's something to be said about the flow of the dance. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't necessarily, like... It's hard when you think about, like, stories. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, like, there's very few dances that I could be like, that tells a story. Mm -hmm. Versus, like, that really flows and hits the music. Mm -hmm. Um, but that also depends on the song. Mm-hmm. Like one of the ones that always comes to mind to me that um, when I think about like telling the story mm-hmm. is uh, falling. Mm. Uh, just because of how she utilizes certain movements to emphasize um, the phrasing and the lyrics, and like I feel like that tells a story. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, like when in that part where they say down and then you're making those bowing down yeah. motions. Um, or like uh, there's a couple of things where she does where she like covers her eyes or mm-hmm. like um, the turn where she's where it's like talks about um, holding. You know, she talk. you start out with your um, your left arm outstretched and your right is at pretty much like at your like heart or your shoulder area. And by the time you do your turn you've switched so that your body actually goes across so then it's your right arm is out and your left arm your left hand is by your right shoulder hmm. um and that's during a turn and it's like it's a really cool movement i've never seen it before 
um, but the way it flows with the music, it works. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, there's other dances and you know, like that I'm not like. I don't know if there's a designated story, but it does hit. It does fit. The beast. Right? It's really exciting, and it moves along with the music. It tells no story, and it relates not at all to any of the music. Right. Any, anything that does is all styling. Yeah. It's such a blank slate um, that, like, anytime you see somebody like Roy Hittisroto, um miming out one of the lyrics... That's all him. Like exactly. The, the, the basic vanilla steps would not suggest them on their own. Exactly. Um, and it's funny because that's like, that is one of my favorite dances mm-hmm. of all time. Same. Um, because you can play so much to it. You can, you, you can certainly do it vanilla and still have a blast. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, because there's all this room for play and interpretation and variations that like, I mean, the sky really is the limit on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, which that's where it's like, okay, well when you say story, what are you, what are we really talking about here? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause again, it depends on what the song is saying too. Mm-hmm. So I've heard that uh, for some people have fun. Go mad has the same appeal where the syncopations in it are interesting enough that they can be added to with um, with movements that uh, express different parts of the song, but they don't have any kind of content in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. So they can just be sort of interpreted, you know, depending what you set the what what song you set it to. Yeah. So. And we were listening to something just uh, recently on that on uh, the Switched On Pop podcast. They were talking about uh, the songwriter Sia, oh, and yeah. how she, in a couple of her songs, uh, she wrote "Diamonds" for Rihanna, mm-hmm. and then "Chandelier" for herself. And they are general enough terms or metaphors that a lot of people can connect with them in their on their own like in their own way yeah because like diamonds and chandelier are very like just generic kind of word at the same time that you know like people can connect to what like the metaphor is mm-hmm. in their own interpretation based on their life experience mm-hmm. and there's that fine line between saying and doing nothing of significance like Let's say 16 counts. Um, walk, walk, shuffle, rock, recover, coaster step, side, recover, and side, recover, and forward, recover, and forward, recover, and how many counts is that? One, two, and three, and four, and five. That was 16 counts. That I just made a dance right now. It means nothing, and it says nothing. <laughs> but that is going too basic, and there isn't even some some kind of heart to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas with you know, Chandelier and, and Diamonds, um, there's just enough there that it, make you, it makes you feel something, but then what it makes you feel is something that kind of, like, it meets you halfway. It takes some of it with it, and then you take some of yourself to it. Mm-hmm. And I think there are a lot of dances that are able to do that successfully without being totally empty, so you have to do all the work. And do all the styling. But also without being so 
over jam-packed too micromanaged where it doesn't let you interpret anything because mm-hmm. it does it all for you down to like the last tiny movement right um totally lost my train of thought That's right. <laughs> so ours I would say it leans more toward doesn't say very much because that's kind of how we went into it by design. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I think about some of the ones that I've made so far, I think they're still like scale of one to ten, they're at like a three and a half to a four because they do match the music. I'm very careful with that. But I'm still working on getting, like, the heart and the story such that I can successfully tell with, like... Like, uh, in um, the interview from Vegas that I did with uh, Michael Bard and Michelle Burton, they were talking about how all, all you have to do sometimes is just a look. But if it's at the right place at the right time in the dance, that's all you need, and it can say so much. Yeah. And... I think I'm still at a place right now where I'm kind of... Taking uh, it out. Yeah, like uh, I'm, I'm sort of dancing around that focal point that I really want to hit by doing the counts right and doing you know, technically correct movements that aren't going to kill anybody. But sometimes, in, like in Sound of Silence, you just need to stand and reach for four counts. And it seems like the most basic, like, oh, anybody could have done that, but you didn't. Like, yeah. he knew how to do that in what posture, preceded by what movements and followed by what movements so that it feels like the only thing you could do there that would make sense for the story. Yeah. So I should ask him, how long did it take to get like that? <laughs> <laughs> um Good luck with that one. Yeah. But no, and, and that's, mohawk in my help. <laughs> um, that's certainly uh, something to consider too. You know, it's like, and it's it's good to know where you're at and where you want to be. Because um, that's like, you know, I'm 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 again like I after this process I was like okay, because I haven't done anything other than my first draft. What do I want to go and change besides everything? Hmm. Um, do I want to have a whole completely different dance? You yeah. Know? If you're not published, you can do whatever you want. Um, I'm stuck. <laughs> I got hasty. <laughs> I can work on my patience. <laughs> there you go. Um, no. You can work on any number of songs that you have on any number of your choreography playlists. I do have many wish lists. <laughs> um, you have plenty of growing opportunities ahead of you. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so it's like, I was looking at that, and that, that's why um, earlier during one of our break, one of my breaks anyways, um, I, had played, I had played with my dance a little bit, and I was like, hmm, yeah. I still like how that hits, but I'm not in love with this section anymore, so I'm wondering what I'm going to do to play with that. Mm-hmm. So... I wonder if also there's any way, maybe co-choreography helps with this, but if there's any way to eventually 
mentally remove yourself from the choreography process of that dance because when I let's say I do something like whip it even if you would think oh this could have also been this just as easily you never change it like there are some dances you don't change because they fit so well that way that you just accept this is how they are but when it's your own dance, it feels like it could always be changed right? at any time, and no one's going to stop you. Right. And then you're always uncertain whether it's done, unless it just feels that perfect. Right, which I knew mine didn't. Mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted a couple drafts before I finally like set myself on to this is how I want it to be. Even mm-hmm. if it's I go back to my original that I had originally choreographed, I wanted that alternate change mm-hmm. just to kind of get that feeling to see what else is out there and potential for mm-hmm. it. And then, like, you know, maybe either keep that or, again, maybe go back to the original choreography or whatever so that it's like, no, I know that this is what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and this process certainly helped with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as backwards <laughs> as it might have been, it was. It was nice to know that, like, there's certain things that just like naturally I wanted to do a really good job, and I had to fight myself on this dance to not be a perfectionist about it. Mm-hmm. And. I think Andrea Mulbauer might have talked about that to some extent as well in uh, her podcast, Dance Like Everyone's Watching, where like the sooner you start working on something and creating something, the more of a body of it that you will have over a given period of time such that after a while you can say, oh, well, I've been working on this for X period of time. I'm just going to call it done for now. Um, I've done my best with it so far. But when you finally just say, I'm done for now, you can then move on to the next project mm-hmm. and start. And and every time you start, the starting period gets that much faster. Yeah. And you can move on to like the meaty good stuff. Sooner. Uh, yeah, sooner. As opposed to working on like the same dance for 10 years and finally feeling like you've You've got it. It's perfect. It's everything it could be. Um, But, like, in that time, over 10 years, you could have had, like, a thousand dances, and, eh, you know, at least 10 or 20 of them are, like, really good. Right. Then instead, you have your one good dance. If that. (laughs) If that. Uh, Yeah. A++ would recommend this exercise. Yeah, actually. Um, but I I would go so much as to say I would recommend this exercise in a co-choreographing setting. Mm. Like by yourself, it would be really easy to still do the same thing you always do. Mm-hmm. Um, but having that other... Um, that other person there really afforded a lot of movements and insight that I mean I know having you there like I wouldn't have thought of some of those I really wouldn't have um, and so it like expanded my 
vocabulary and my horizons to and my viewpoints to see things differently um, and not necessarily in my in my zone play it safe mm. you know I was like I was willing to try and branch out a little bit more because it was like okay well I got nothing better so let's try it let's see how it works mm. and go from there and you know like some of it it worked perfectly and, and others no matter how much we tried to make it fit, it didn't fit. Mm-hmm. You know, so having that other person to have this experiment with um, certainly helps, as well as it helps keep each other like accountable for time. Yeah, um, I've heard that one of the reasons some of the early Star Wars movies were as good as they were was because George Lucas had some checks and balances. He had people he was working with. Um, that would balance out some of his ideas with their execution. And the prequels ended up the way they did because he had... Uh, there was there was an imbalance of mm-hmm. checks and balances and there, there weren't the same people there to help with things like execution. I know, left to my own devices, I'd probably just be executing left and right and not thinking as much or as long about how other people might approach these movements because knowing myself at this stage of my choreography journey um, there's that desire for instant gratification and feeling well if it was good enough for me this time then I got what I wanted hooray and then you just put the dance out there and you don't really think about making anyone happy except yourself for having finished it and it can be so much better than that and it can be, be more for more people if you allow yourself to take like five steps forward and then take a couple steps back and see maybe I should do this thing to it and put a little more time into it and then take five more steps forward <laughs> and so on. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and again, like I said, you know, it kind of pushed me to try those that little bit weirder step. Or that little bit more out there um, going into something that, you know, I might see in a dance and be like, that'd be really cool. Hmm. Okay. Well, back to this over here. You know, it almost gave me like, almost like the permission to do variations to the beast. Mm. It was almost the same kind of concept for me where it's like, no, it's okay to try something out of the box. Mm-hmm. It'll either work or it won't, but you can try it. Mm-hmm. So as opposed to just like, no, it's okay. So, I would like to throw out there for anybody who is listening, who has wanted to do any kind of choreography. We are both open. Uh, for any kind of collaboration if you would like to give it a go. Um, Gary O'Reilly and Rebecca Lee, if you happen to be out there and you're listening to this right now, uh, yeah. we love your stuff. So, uh, yeah. It, Not sure how much I can bring to the table. Yeah, but... same here. <laughs> it's going to be weird, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's going to be weird. But it would be an experience, that's for sure. Yep. Um, yeah. And now you know what we're like in a collaboration um, setting. Mm. Or at least with each other. <laughs> I don't like, know how we'd be with you. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah, it was, it was good. I think 
I think it went well. I think we did really good at considering the other person's movements um, and at least trying it for the most part. Um, there was one or two that I was just like, I, I can't do that. I know that right now. I can't do that. Mm. My legs don't work that way. Mm. I'm going to feel like I'm going to dislocate something. Mm. Um, or even just doing something familiar on one side that you've never done on the other side. If I, I didn't even like doing certain mambos on the left leg. Like, why would I do that? I've never <laughs> right? had to. Why would I start now? <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, It was fun and entertaining. It was reassuring that we could spend so much time together in a vulnerable setting, even if we weren't attached to this song or dance. Um, the creative process is still something very, very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was nice that, you know, like we were able to for the most part, support one another in our, well, let's try this, Mm -hmm. because why the heck not? Mm -hmm. Um, It took me a little bit to get comfortable with even playing with the combinations with you in the same room, but, like, once I realized that, it's like, oh, no, it's you, you know, it's fine, Mm -hmm. Um, that was when I really started going... And that was when I was able to like pick up and really run with it, which is hard again, because like, you know, I, I have such a completely different process than you do. Like I have to feel the music. I have to hear it over and over and over, um, to the point where, you know, it's like, I'm listening to it while I'm asleep, mm-hmm. um, wake up for a few minutes, hear a couple things and be like, Oh, I got to add that fall back asleep, you know, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've played my song. <laughs> it It's probably unhealthy at this point. Yeah. I've um, had that experience with my shot and all the pretty girls as well. Like showering, driving, it's on loop. People think I'm crazy if they were in the car with me, but they're not. So Yeah, exactly. It's okay. Um, and so to like just come up with a sequence of, of eight counts was like, well, I don't. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to just throw steps together to throw steps together. Like, you know, like I have to have a flow. I have to have a feel. I have to have a vibe or like, you know, something. And so like, I really had to push myself and, you know, by the time you were pretty much had a good chunk of it. Like I looked up and I had, you know, 24 counts that worked independently as well as together. And so, like, that was a whole, like, oh, look, you can do that kind of thing. Not that you necessarily want to just throw steps together, but, you know, it's, like, it's still the idea that, like, that was something that, you know, six months ago, there's no way my brain would have been able to, like, really let go and go there. And now here I am, you know, at least in a safe enough area to attempt it and I got 24 counts out of it you know mm-hmm. I mean we only used four of it but you know that's beside the point that's four that you know we didn't have originally that's how I felt about the I think uh, 
our communication and compromise and, and willingness to experiment uh, helped keep things moving forward with us. And I saw that especially in places where I might have had a whole eight-count sequence that flowed all right from beginning to end, but really the only part I really wanted was this like experimental heel jack that I hadn't you know, yeah. seen in that uh, rhythm before. And when you were willing to take out, like when, when we were do, looking at the, um, the serpentine ending with the sweep, and I think you had like it as a cross and cross, and we modified it to go from, uh, from that to a cross and heel jack, the fact that you were like willing to take out a couple of your like beats for the cross and cross and have it be a cross and jack then I was willing I was able to look at my stuff it's like that thing we were saying in uh, one of the previous uh, the the four agreements Mm -hmm. um, discussion that we had uh, regarding um, like sort of um, reflecting like self-reflecting first and I was able to look at my stuff and say, oh, well, and the other seven counts are basically filler. <laughs> so <laughs> just the fact that you, you were willing to put in you know, that heel jack, um, I was able to just scrap all the other things and not have any attachment to them because what I really liked was that jack part. And, and I didn't feel like this stubbornness, like, well, if you're not willing to bend on your cross and cross, then I'm going to keep my whole eight count. Like, <laughs> right. And yeah, that that ended up not not happening, which was good. Yeah. And even though they were technically, you know, these counts up on the board, it became very easy to just start writing off some of these things. Like, oh well, I mean, if we're doing a mambo drag, then it doesn't have to be like side end cross drag touch four counts. Like, no, I only need the drag at the end of the mambo. Like, that's right. that's all the the rest of it's built there for anyway. So if something that you made framed my tiny little. Uh, feature, then whatever counts I had were sort of moot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that was, I think, probably, I mean, I'm sure there's more challenging collaborations out there. Um, but that was like really, I think it spoke a lot about our ability to communicate. Mm hmm with each other and the trust that you and I have personally formed mm-hmm. um, because of the fact that, you know, it's like, okay, well, I don't have to have that there. You know, it's like, we kept this part and you really like that and it's the same kind of count sequence. So how is the movement and the flow of the body if we go into that? Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, and there was a, one or two things that you would like, you wanted to do this exact way. And I was like, I can't quite get my body to do that naturally. Mm-hmm. So you amended them ever so slightly so that it was like inclusive for me. So that I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. Well then what if we did this instead? Like, um, you know, and you like, you really worked around some of the things that like I really liked. And I know like there were several times where I was like, I like this. I'm not in love with that. And, like, so you, I saw you, like, make it a point to try and keep what, like, I really, really liked and alter, like, you know, when I was, like, I don't really like that versus, um, 
me, I know there was a couple of times where I was like, well, what if we, and you're like, well, it feels better doing it this way. Cause I'm not like all of a sudden going the opposite direction mm-hmm. and, or like, I want to do it faster. It feels too slow. And so it's like, okay, well, let me do this a couple of times. Yeah, I know. I can see which I can see what you mean by where it feels too slow. Or I can see where you mean like how all of a sudden I'm changing directions without stopping first or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and I think that that open communication was absolutely crucial during this process. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think uh, fatigue to some extent helped as well because after a while it was just, ah, let's try it. <laughs> Like, well, yes, if I, I sit here and think about it, I won't get to the end of my sentence. What if I try it? Yeah. Then maybe we'll see how it feels. The, I know I said that a couple of times. I was like, well, I'm not in love with it. Well, let's try it anyways. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it'll work. And then, like, um, I think that's how we ended up, you ended up turning on that and touch and touch and heal and touch. Oh, yeah. Because it just kept, Cause, yeah. Because it was just like, oh, well... Here I, keep, I am. I, guess I we'll... keep turning, so I guess I'm just gonna keep it. <laughs> you know. And it ended up reminding me of uh, how I want you with in uh, C or D. Yeah. Uh, he- kick and toe and toe and heel, and then what did we have? It's like a heel in jack and touch and touch and heel. Is that a heel at the end yes. of it? Yeah, I think so. Heel and cross. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and there was like. It was a matter of the, I mean, I think the fatigue was along the lines of the fact that we were trying to rush this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sooner we test out anything, sooner we're done. Yes. <laughs> um, it, it certainly turned into a much longer project than I was initially hoping for, <laughs> um, considering how many dances I was supposed to learn today. Yeah. I think we're about, I mean, if we, let's see what time is it now. It's 12.37. The social starts in Novato at 10 a.m. And we have 14 dances to learn. <laughs> so. Yeah. Some of them are review. Like two of them. Maybe three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's always next month. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I think this is going to be the most I sit out at a social since the first one. <laughs> It should be fun. Well, considering how much we were on our feet today, we could probably use the brakes. True story, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It was a a good day, even with the little bit of frustration or annoyance or whatever negative thing that could possibly have been interpreted. Mm. Um, that was in there for just a little bit. Um, I think it was just sheer exhaustion <laughs> and like, why are we doing this to ourselves again? <laughs> Do we even like the song? <laughs> I know there was, there was one time where we kind of looked at each other. We're like, I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> I don't want to deal with it. He's your kid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> But then it was like, no, we got to finish it. We started it. Let's finish the stupid project. Okay. Okay. Let's go. And then like, you know, like after a while, I think we also just kind of like got back into that. It needs to be finished because it's a rushed project. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So we need to stop thinking about how much invested we have in it. As long as we're not physically hurting ourselves while we're doing this. Or intentionally hurting anyone else for liking the song. <laughs> right? Um, we need to just get this going. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, so once we did that, I mean, those last two eight counts, or eight counts, uh, that last 16 counts, like just, I feel like it just kind of fell there. Mm-hmm. Um, and like some of it really, really worked. And some of it, I'm kind of like, uh, yeah, that's a transition. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like our tag. <laughs> yeah. Of sorts. <laughs> yeah, Jack Canfield, I think, said in the Success Principles something about how sometimes you just need to... Like, you already know what to do. You just need to release the emergency brake and let yourself do it. And yeah. there were so many things I wanted to do with those triplets at the end. But when it was getting down to, like, I don't know how much more you can take, and, like, are you just going to, like, lay down and, <laughs> oh, gosh, and be was, done? I was like, so Like, well, just, a, well, give me five more minutes. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, this works fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of that samba that I wanted it to look like. I was definitely channeling, attempting to channel Roy in um, his latest Shape of You video release where he does these, like, really pretty movements. And... Um, it it it's it's a reasonable facsimile uh, well, for for the time constraint. And I mean, I would very much be interested in finding a song that we both genuinely like and giving it a genuine you know attempt at something that we can both really be proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, given how this particular circumstance worked out um i feel like if we gave ourselves the time we could really come up with something cool Mm -hmm. and unique i'm also hoping that with the more of these i do the less typecast i will make myself um with certain movements Mm -hmm. like how we were saying if you see things like walk walk out out and cross in enough dances you just don't want to do it anymore this is the third time uh, by my count, that I've used something like a quick quarter turn to the side because I started in throwdown. Mm-hmm. That dance starts with I haven't even found like a description for it, but it's it's very similar to the heel grind except it goes to the right. It's like grind, turn, back and back, sweep, quarter left, behind and cross, and then again in my shot you've got uh, after the swivet right you have the swivet left. Which is different, but very similar to how quick the quarter turn to the right is in Throwdown. And then here again, we're starting with that step heel grind, which is almost a mirror image of what happens in Throwdown. Mm -hmm. So if I start doing this enough times, I will want to stop doing it. Yeah. (laughs) Which is good for me. I don't want to get stuck with like... I mean, I've asked in some podcast interviews, like, do you have any signature movement? Because I would think about things like, you know, the step swivels that were showing up in some of Trevor Thornton's dances. Or Jono's forward sweep. Right. And I think when you get to a place like Joe or Rachel where, or Guyton, where you've done so many... I mean, there are some things that I still see in, like, some of Guyton's dances, but, um, like, he'll use the serpentine in, in a few different of the lyrical ones. But um, mostly... You've just experimented with so many different styles by that point in your career 
that anything that was signature for you back in the day because you just couldn't couldn't go a dance without using it at least once it's gotten so diluted by all the many dances you've done since mm-hmm. then where you were sick of that movement and you, you were resisting yeah. doing it when you when you otherwise would have so if there are any tendencies that I um, that I still have this early on I'm hoping to wring them out of myself with just repeated creation and practice yeah I can see that yeah, and like I said, like I think that there's something that we could have done that like could have been proud of kind of thing had we actually found a song we both really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And we actually do have that one mm-hmm. with the interesting time signature that yes. hopefully when we're ready for that one, uh, that, that'll be quite the experiment in itself. Yes. Yep. Um, that That would certainly be one that like... I'd almost be inclined to start sooner rather than later just to have that like same concept of like how, you know, like I plan on having many drafts of the one I'm currently working on Mm. um, before I'm like, this is the dance, Mm. you know, like, and the sooner I feel like we play with that one along the way. I mean, what was it? Shady was actually finished earlier in the year last year. But they didn't just release it until like December. Hmm, interesting. Um, I think that's what Amy was saying. And it was like, you know, like it'd been done for a while, but they just didn't release it for, they didn't do anything with it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And then they were just like, okay, let's release it. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, uh, um, I think somebody was saying that, uh, Ruben was saying that about the waltz that he made, where the only reason he didn't put it out was because there were a lot of waltzes coming out and. It, it wasn't the right time for it. It would have just gotten buried with everything else. Yeah. Uh, but then once time passed and the spot opened up, then it was you know, ready for, for the world to, to look at. Yeah. Um, and I know, like, there's certain... Uh, there was a conversation I had with Jono about, like, timing and the release of some of his dances where he's like, you know, had I been earlier or even maybe a little bit later... Like, maybe that particular dance really would have hit big. Mm-hmm. Um, like but, Rebecca with Gimme Gimme. But because of when when I did release it, either A, I was a little bit too late, or B, maybe I wasn't enough of a name yet. So, like, for whatever reason, the dance didn't get noticed as much. Mm-hmm. Um, or something to that extent. Uh, you know, it's like it's interesting to think of, like, timing of all that kind of stuff and, like, how to really know what the best timing is because mm-hmm. like I mean Shady's huge in SoCal right now mm-hmm. um, we had just learned it um, I, I really enjoy it um, it's you know just now being taught at like all the events and people seem to really really respond well to it so it's like would it have re- been received the same had it been you know released during the summer mm. so you know, it's also one of those things where, like, you know, if you start now, you're that much closer to having a finished product, but also, like, you know, it doesn't mean, like, the second you have something down that you mostly like that you release it, you know? I think also some of that can be contextual where if you're somebody... Like, I, one of the things I, re- I took away from Roy Verdonk's interview uh, was asking him... I was thinking about things in terms of, you know, when to strategically release a dance... Um, so that it has like the maximum appeal, et cetera. 
he does so much that's aside from line dance, like just having his own studio and his dance team and everything. He said that when he finishes a dance, he releases it immediately. Like there's no reason to wait. He just puts it out. He's excited about it then, so that's when he, that's when he's going to put it out. And I guess when you don't have to worry, like you're so established and successful in other places that you don't really need to worry about, you know, who sees it or, you know, what other events came before your re- your dance was released so that it might get buried or whatever. Like you just aren't really that attached to whether it succeeds or not. You hope maybe people like it, but if if other stuff happens that's um, you know unrelated to the dance to make it less successful, eh, he's gonna have another one in a couple months anyway. So like, what yeah, you know, uh, what would it necessarily matter uh, whether that one is picked up at that time? Yeah, and then you can always reteach stuff like. Skinny Love, I think uh, Roy created in 2012. I learned it from him in 2015 in Vegas. Yeah. So even if something doesn't, like right now, with I love all the pretty girls because it makes me so happy when I hear the song. And it's simple. It's so many whole counts. And right now is probably not the time for like the world to see it because it's just me who would see it. You you have seen it. I have seen and it. Maybe, I danced like, it. Yeah, and a, you know, a couple hundred people maybe on YouTube who maybe were lost and saw an emoji <laughs> in the title. They thought, oh, this is interesting. It looks like a dance thing. Why is this guy in a suit? Isn't this supposed to be country line dance? Anyway, like, you never know what people uh, are looking for when they find it on YouTube. Uh, but someday, I'm going to teach that like in earnest because I like it. Yeah. And it might be five years from now, like uh, Rebecca with Gimme Gimme, but one way or another, I want that set of movements with that song to be uh, offered to people and then in in my mind uh, they will appreciate um, the opportunity to move in that way uh, the way that I do and like feel that yeah absolutely yeah and then something like my shot maybe not so much it's funny because I love my shot mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about that dance either. Because it is only 16 counts. Mm. <laughs> so That's definitely one of those situations where when it was played recently at Hot Monk, I did get that feeling of... this. Because I mean, it was the, the original, original Hamilton song, it felt a little slow. And I did feel like I was doing it for a while. It gave me that feeling of like, maybe I could have added... 16 more to this or maybe I could have set this to a faster default song and I did set it to something faster than that one at least let's sing at least five beats per minute faster than what was being played but still which you wouldn't think makes a whole lot of difference but it actually does yep yeah and I, I think with that one there's nothing wrong with it but now now that I've done it a few times and my brain can anticipate what's coming next, it kind of shrinks it all down and it feels like it, the 16 is over before you know it and then you're already doing it again. Yeah. So I, w- I might have to like rethink whether I invest in too many more 16 count dances or whether I put the time into 32. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we went for a full 32 on this, such as it is. Yeah. Um, the other thing though too is, I mean, there's nothing stopping you from going back and doing a 32 count version too true yeah that was one of your suggestions uh, 
at, at a certain point in our process was that uh, just like there are folks like you know, Brenda who has the two different versions of um, she has a what a French night and then French nights. Um, other people do that as well, where they'll just knowingly put out two different dances to the same song. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I could, in theory, do as well. Yeah. And then have the 16 count stripped down version, and uh, and then the extended cut, almost as if. I mean, John Robinson and Joe Thompson came up with um, Hot Tamales Jr., mm-hmm. and they did not create the original, which was Hot Tamales. Mm-hmm. But if they had, then that would have been a, a similar sort of thing. Like, yeah. it would be like Adam's Ale and the Beast. Well, and that's, um, in speaking with uh, Michelle Burton during um, Palm Springs when we were in the back um, doing Hot Tamales Jr. while Joe was teaching it, mm-hmm. um, she was doing certain movements and I was like, Oh, that's so cool. How do you, she goes, well, that's from the original dance. And I went, Oh, okay. And so like, you know, I'd pick up some of those or whatever. And they would just be variations to hot tamales junior, but they're the actual steps in hot tamales. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's certainly something that you can play with. And then maybe we can get the stomps back into my shot. Right. Because I like how, for what it is, being it's a little 16-count, two-wall thing, um, it's just step and heel and heel and swivel. Mm-hmm. And if I were to do a, uh, an intentionally more aggressive 32 or more count version of it, where the stomps are by default, then that could be a styling option in the floor-split 16-counted basic version. Of yeah. It. yeah. Well, and... There might be, there might be, there would be something said about the fact that, like, originally you took out those stomps because, like, it was putting a lot of strain mm-hmm. um, on your leg and your calf. But if you're doing 32 counts mm-hmm. as opposed to 16, that already cuts the amount of times you're stomping down. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is going to reduce that. And then if you just counterbalance it with other movements mm. that maybe releases the pressure during those 32 counts, so then you can have that stomp, stomp again, then it would work. Cause mm. that, that was part of, uh, part of why I actually liked it originally to the remix, mm. um, was because that stomp just, it, it was just like, yeah, it hit and it was, it felt good. And mm. it was like, aggressive in a way that that song needed it to be mm-hmm. but not in the way where you're like gonna break the dance floor mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so that's an example also of uh, how it really does help to love the song because then you'll want to do a 32 and a 16 and a 64 and a one wall and you know a partner version you'll just want to do everything you can with that whereas this felt like we couldn't get away from it fast enough <laughs> for real though <laughs> And yet here we are still talking about it. Yeah. But as long as we don't have to listen to it. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Which is sad because, like, I'm sure it's actually a good song, but at this point, I'm kind of like, yeah, no, please don't ever play it. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be interesting to see which choreographers come out with, like, a legitimate dance to it, if any. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Now that I think about it, 
I mean, two of the examples that we cited earlier uh, that this was similar to were Shape of You and Can't Stop the Feeling, and I can't really listen to either of them. Mm-mm. I'm just not in, into that, <laughs> which is weird considering how popular they are. I honestly wouldn't even go out of my way to listen to Country Girl Shake It For Me at this point because I've heard so it so many, many times. times. And I've seen all the different versions in, in California, and it's just not something I would request. I could get through it if I had to. Like, I wouldn't tell someone in the car to switch the station, but that would be like, okay, I filled my quota for the next six months. We're good. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, if like it's for one... for any, any of those three songs. It's one thing if, like, specifically um, Country Girl mm-hmm. came on at a club somewhere Mm -hmm. like I would be inclined to dance my version yeah same with Jono's that's like like the only reason I would do it for Can't Stop the Feeling exactly but what I was going to say with Country Girl is like and that's only if it's like out of town Mm -hmm. which is like not Sacramento as well Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean like we're talking like LA area Mm -hmm. or another state right? like out of town um, that would be where I would be inclined to dance it. Otherwise, you know, like even the last time I had it had played and I had danced it at Stoney's, the only reason why I had danced it at Stoney's was because like we had gotten there so late and like there really wasn't anything else to dance to. And it was kind of like, well, I'm out here. I just drove an hour and 40 minutes. I better get my butt on the dance floor because I know a dance and I better well do it. Um, but like, ideally, if that hadn't gotten played, my night would have still gone on. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, if I was say at like trade winds or something like that, I'd be like, oh, do I have to? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, and I'd, I'd be really reluctant. Um, and as for like, can't stop the feeling like. I really don't care for the song, but because Jono has a dance, you know, I'm inclined if other people are around and they know the dance to dance it with them. Mm. But at the same time, if it's just you and me, I'm kind of like, well, did you wanna? And you'll be like, well, did you? <laughs> you know? And it's only because, like, the song itself, it's not one that I thoroughly enjoy the way like certain other songs come on that I'm like I gotta rush out to the dance floor right now yeah that's one of the things that I'll definitely be keeping a close eye on in in, like uh, the months and probably years to come is why there are some songs that folks have chosen very wisely um, that I'm still excited to listen to like Whip It you know first first few notes come on for Whip It and I get like really jazzed or shaking my head, mm-hmm. and well, shaking my head's a little bit different because it's, it's, it's new, new to us. But still, like just just that, um, like I got to get out to the dance same floor thing with, in like, time. The beast. Yeah, even dizzy. Dizzy makes me happy when I hear boom, 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 boom. Yeah, and there are some songs that might be like pop songs. But they don't make me feel very much, even though maybe I like the song. They don't tell me, like, I need to dance to this. Well, it's like, I mean, if you want to go so far, um, Skiffle Time. 
Mm. The song is ridiculous. But you hear it and you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to go dance, you know? Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's a very odd song. It's not necessarily one that, like, if it was on the radio, I'd be like, yeah, I love this song. But it it's just so happy. Mm-hmm. And then there are songs that I love, like Read My Mind by The Killers or When It Came Out, Story of My Life by One Direction, where they're popular artists. The tempo is, for Story of My Life is... Da, 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 da. It moves along with a very quick rhythm that you can dance to easily. Like, it, you can see yourself doing something, but for some reason it just makes you want to, like, hop up and down. I, I wouldn't want to look up a dance for it mm-hmm. or even read my mind. Like, I, I would sit back and listen to that with headphones, maybe. Um or any of Muse's songs, even. Right? Like, great driving songs, oh, bang the steering yeah. wheel songs, but I don't want to look up a dance for them for some reason. Yeah. I don't, I don't like, wish that I could hear those opening chords at a circuit event. And I don't know why that is, why there are some songs that are like this and some that are not. Or maybe, like, the right dance hasn't come out to some of them yet, and maybe. thus I don't have the association for it. But that's going to be a skill I'll need to develop if I am seeking out songs for myself to listen to and enjoy and be called upon to do at three in the morning for however many years. Right. Yeah. You know, and that, that's, there's certainly something to be said about some of these um, being new to us, mm-hmm. but at the same time, um, just really good dances. Like, I mean, I'm still excited to any time... Like Funk and Feel It comes on. Hmm. And you know, we learned that way back early, early summer. Hmm. We've been dancing it for months. Um, and it's still something I look forward to. Hmm. But then there's other songs that like again, you know, like Country Girl, you know, where I'm just kinda like, Do I have to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is somebody going to make me? Because if no one's going to make me, I'm just going to be right here. You know, it's like, and it's interesting to think that, like, originally when I first started, I was really excited about that dance. And then it was just like, how did it get overplayed? And what, I mean, because, like, I could see myself doing the beast until I can't physically move anymore. Like, that is just one of those dances I can see doing for the rest of my life. Because mm-hmm. um, it doesn't matter. No matter how many times that, you know, that first chord starts, it's just like, it, all my cells just like electrify. It's like, yes. Mm-hmm. That's like in- interrupt conversation with whoever you're talking to at the event. Be like, I'll be right back. <laughs> right? <laughs> I got an engagement for the next four minutes. <laughs> right? Exactly. And, um, so like to think about what kind of songs do that mm-hmm. or even what kind of dances with the songs do that mm-hmm. yeah I'm sure Adam's Ale wouldn't get me hyped but the Beast does yeah hmm. it's the same song yeah exactly ultimately pretty similar steps so it's just a matter of like what you're allowed to do with it and like each time um, I play with it just a little bit differently, and like that's I think what keeps it as exciting for me as it is, 
is not only is it a great track, it's a really good, um, like, vanilla bass step that then I can just add my own stuff to. Mm. Um, And I'm hoping that going forward, I will be able to find a song and even come up with some type of sequence that does that for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that'd be really cool to be able to get there. So here's hoping. Something else that just occurred to me about the beast that's interesting is that the, uh, there's something with TV called the Seinfeld effect where when people watch Seinfeld after having watched several years of television afterward, they think, oh, that, that's not that funny. Like, I've seen that in so many shows. Like, this doesn't seem very original. But Seinfeld did it first. Yeah. So the reason it looks familiar is because everybody copied that. Mm-hmm. Like, that format of, you know, how the joke was structured or whatever. There isn't really a lot from the Beast that's been copied that I can think of offhand. Mm-mm. So everything in it still feels original and fresh, and it's not just the same trope, walk, walk, shuffle stuff that you've seen yeah. many times in many other dances. I don't know why things haven't been borrowed from it, um, but because it's avoided that somehow, it it you know could could have come out in the last couple months and look new. Yeah, now that I think about it, like, I don't, I can't consciously recall any walk-walk or a triple step. Yeah, there's, like, nothing in it that is as common as, like, out and out and out and out. I don't, I mean, that it's enlarged in life, that's all I can think of, and that's, like, one other dance. Uh, out and out and out and out, kickball change, uh... Because I mean, even then, there's that body roll backwards into mm-hmm. the end out, out, mm-hmm. and then you do the rolls to the sides, mm-hmm. and then you immediately put your feet forward, and you have that like almost that hold where you move your head and then you move your body. Yeah, nobody else does that. Like, and then you have the knee hitch, the hitch, and then to the side. I haven't seen that. Like, yeah. Even like the uh, <coughs> the 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 kick out and out and out and out and out and out. And out, and out kick ball change kick toe and then you turn a half we've only seen that kind of with Shady in the last like three months right and that's like a 20 year old dance (laughs) right so it's like it's interesting to think of like how much in that particular dance the beast is not in any of the other dances we currently know of Mm. and even at the very end the the paddle the 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 small paddle that is a breather spot if anything so i can see how you know if new thing is doing eight of them it's pretty much just a breather spot doubled right yeah so hmm. yeah so so to come up with something that original for 64 counts 64 counts long and not have other people feel tempted to copy it that'll be interesting whereas you have something like let's say Shaking My Head where a lot of it it is original but then there are some things that are basic that they just kind of styled yeah a lot of it's styling yeah like the walk the the pimp walks going forward or the back 
it doesn't feel like you're just taking a step back and taking a step back. It feels like you're posturing back and posturing back. Right. Like that's what you do in that one. And then there's what into the coaster step and then walk, walk. Like that's, then you start to dance over. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I guess if we had had more time or we had devoted more time to this, then maybe we could have bent just by a, you know, an eighth of a turn certain things so that they would feel specific to the mood of this song. But yeah. that, that wasn't the assignment. No, that was not the assignment. I'm looking forward to a future assignment when we actually want to put love and 12 hours and <laughs> multiple shoe changes and food breaks into something that we can then like blast from the rooftops. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Instead and that would certainly be something that I would be inclined to record as well. Yeah. This is more whispered from the interior of this 92 Buick Lissade. <laughs> I apologize for the dance. <laughs> <laughs> Do not learn it. Check Copper Noob. There's probably somebody else by the time you listen to this right. episode. I mean, unless you really love it and then good for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no judgments. I just, yeah. It certainly was not a best work. If you see us at an event and you request it, I have already forgotten it. Um, I, I, at, at the moment that I'm recording this, I have not, but I'm sure I will make a point to by the time I go to an event. Um, I plan on by the time I go to bed tonight. Yeah. <laughs> be like, hmm. <laughs> All right, and we're wiping from the memory. Yeah. Go ahead and just uh, delete that and make room for whatever, yeah. anything. The next license plate I see. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's see how long the... Ramblings. People have been listening that we will we'll be thanking them for, my goodness, an hour and 57 minutes, which I believe is an hour longer than the entire process of actually putting it together with like our first five segments combined. Again, it might be an idea to keep this separate from that initial three hours is a lot of time. A long drive for anybody who's... Just making that and listening to this. Especially with all the ramblings. <laughs> yeah. If I had any, like, coupons for free Baskin-Robbins pints or something to give the people who actually sat and listened this far, I would. i gotta, I got to work on that. Funny you mention that. Hmm. I, I might have a few. <laughs> oh, interesting. Maybe we'll put together, like, a raffle or something for next <laughs> All right, well... Thank you all again. Yes, thank you so much. Um, it, it really makes my day to every every time an episode comes out and I check it, I'm like, oh, two views already. It's only been like in a couple hours. And then I look at, at it again later and it's like 12 views. Oh my goodness. Like, who are these brave people listening to our hour and a half drive to Stoney's or right. back? And like, especially when the, the topic is like semi-vague, like what are the four agreements? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that, that, um, that curiosity and that, um, that trust that we will not bore you too badly. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, I do very much so. Um, and again, I would love to hear from people about anything like, um, just whether it's topics or your insights or, 
you know, something that you found entertaining or even, you know, just anything. It, it would be really cool to um, hear back a little bit. Um, I really appreciated when, like, Gerard Murphy gave us some feedback. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because, you know, again, here we are sitting in the very cold car mm-hmm. <laughs> for two hours rambling and I mean I love talking about it mm-hmm. I know you love talking about it so oh, yeah. that's a bonus but it would be really cool to have yeah some other input or even just you know a new topic that someone had, hey have you ever thought about doing a topic on this mm-hmm. you know mm. we're really open to anything so thank you yeah and uh, until next time um uh, We hope you hear from us soon.